Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. And it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. Doki doki, everybody. It's kind of funny. Games Daily for whatever the hell day today is. I'm your host, Jared Petty, alongside the Rogue One, the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Gary Witta. I can't tell you how happy this makes me for us to be back together again like this in the new studio. I, I, First time. I feel just wrapped up in a force field of warmth and joy. I, I feed off the love. I feel the love. I feed off narcissism, but I also feed off of excellence. And so I've got my own like wrapped up. I get to be on camera today, but then I've also got these waves of Witta energy flowing over me. Well, I was going to say, I've got the narcissism covered. You can do the excellence. Oh, okay. Combo. Oh, we can try that too. <laughs> Kirby approves. I'm Jared Petty. That's Gary Witta. Buckle up, motherfuckers. Here we go. Today's top stories include Charles Martinet stepping down from voicing Mario. Starfield start menu controversy. Ooh, and more. But... Before we get to that, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. But please don't, it hurts my feelings. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Games or listen later on podcast services around. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the globe. It's not a flat earth by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. And you should because this channel deserves your support. It needs your support. You're keeping us alive. To be part of the show. Head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, also, because we're always going to ask you for more money, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy, a bevy, my friend, a bonus content. Okay, Veritable a, cornucopia. A cornucopia. A board of content. But enough of that crap. What are you up to, Gary Weta? I see you here. You got something on the desk. You're looking, you're, you're looking sharp today. I'm wearing a collar. You know what happened? Because we, uh, as we'll get to in a moment, we were both at um, uh, Reb and Imram's wedding this we weekend. Were. Yes. And it was an opportunity for me to do something that I never do, which is to dress up. I'm very much, I live my life in, 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 a, in a hoodie and, and sweats. You do. And you're not wearing sweats today. It's the, it, honestly, the two reasons why I became a writer. Work in your pajamas from the house and no heavy lifting. It wasn't uh, the high rate of pay or, or, or the stability of so, the industry? Yeah, because yeah, it's famously known for both of those things. No, I, so I've got a nice shirt and, uh, you know, we dressed up and 
Uh, well, I, of course, was um, I, I thought I looked good until I got there and I saw Blessing and Tim and Greg, who were all like completely blinged out to the max. Isn't it? And then wrong? I suddenly felt underdressed. Isn't it wrong how good looking that man is? Look, look at, at look, Blessing. Look at him. Look at I him. thought I looked good, and then there's Blessing. I need to ask him where he got those shoes. I mean, I could never shop at the same stores as Blessing, but my goodness, those what a piece shoes of are. Shit, you know. What's that? What a piece of shit, you know. Oh, for just being so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to be like, I'm aspired to be like Blessing. I wish I could be more like him in so many ways. I mean, he's more talented than I am. He's much prettier than I am. He's better dressed. He's, I, I don't know. He's just a better, better just a neat guy. Very fond it's of him. It's funny because my, um, my almost two-year-old, uh, she loves all the different colored Xbox controllers that I have. And when she wants me to play a video game because she likes to watch me play games, she'll pick up a controller of a different color. And she'll bring it to me and she'll say, like, green game, green game, like, play this, play the play a game with the green controller. Oh, cool. And she brought me today, or oh, oh, no, so yesterday, she brought me just the regular black one. And she went, and I was looking at that picture of Blessing. And she went, black game, black game. And I said, that's funny because I'm looking at some black game right now. Blessing is like the ultimate black game. Like, he's got so much game, he's got so much riz. I he have... is just the man. I wish, I wish I had a fucking quarter of Blessing's riz when I was his age. I, I, Can you imagine? I, I have nothing more to say about this topic. Why what don't I man. ask you about your book? Um, oh, so, okay. So on that uh, note, as you know, I'm going to be shamelessly promoting this because the book's been published by a small indie publisher, zero marketing budget. It's all down to me. So I'm going to be completely shameless about it. At the same time, I'm really relieved that you also have a book to plug because now it looks like a mutual book plugging collab rather than just me using it to plug my oh book. it's hucksters incorporated oh, over here you right got, now you gotta you gotta be you gotta be shameless you yeah. gotta be completely shameless. none of this is about friendship i'm just i'm just here to plug this book why don't you start with your book because i found this is a really cool book you I, I, start I, with my book yeah absolutely okay so you know that when i gloriously left here for the future of gaming that was stadia that that was the end i rode off into the sunset um but after that uh when i had uh when I had made my mark on the, on the legacy of gaming, I went on to begin to make my mark in the legacy of books. So I work at Limited Run Games, and we make all kinds of super nerdy video game books. That is our deal. We make games, books like All Games Are Good. That's a collection of essays on hundreds of bad video games. Uh, really I really love I, that I, You've already sold me. I want that book. Okay, this is All Games Are Good. That's at limitedrungames.com. It's a wonderful book. I, I love it. We're working on a novelization with Mike Drucker of Plumber's Nowhere Ties, uh, the famous terrible video game, bringing back that like worlds of power feel. Oh, we got this one. by my, This is a new one by my boss, Jeremy Parrish. This book is beautiful. So this is SG-1000 Works. This is about Sega before the Master System. Yeah, I mean, this is a, like as nerdy as it gets. Yeah. Most people don't even know that there was a Sega game console before the Master System. Right. He went out and got every game for the system and played it and captured from it and wrote many reviews of all of them. And his reviewing, I, these books are very, very, very well written. That's something I'm very proud of. Despite being pretty, the writing is actually really deep and informative. We do a lot of this kind of stuff. And... Um, Having fun making these books, if you would buy them at limitedrungames.com, I would really appreciate it because I'd like to keep making them, and I think they're really good. Atari Archive, best book on Atari I've ever read. Um, this one here, a few others. Uh, great NES stuff. Endings, we have a book, the ending for five years of NES games. Because um, NES games often have, like, amazingly bad endings. Exactly, right? they're beautiful. And, yeah, you can go to limitedrun.com. Uh, if you look under merch, you'll see books, or on the front page, you'll see our new books. 
But uh, yeah, there, there he is. So he's navigating there. These are some of the things that we're selling. That's some good looking. Anyway, wow, this is just me being really. The late. one that you've got coming up that I'm most excited about is Mike Drucker's novelization of one of the greatest video games of all time. Plumbers don't wear ties. Yeah, that that's... is absolutely number one at the top of my reading list. I believe that one's now up for pre-sale. We normally don't pre-order books, but we put that up for pre-sale. Uh, because it ties in with some of the merch that we're making for our Plumbers Don't Wear Ties definitive edition. Um, I love it. So, I just yeah. want to, because we do see the chat here. I, somebody earlier on uh, said, I think Gary has like a man crush on Blessing. I don't know how I can make that any more clear. Like, it's not, I, I'm not ambiguous about it. I absolutely, absolutely do have a major man crush Yeah, I kind of got a crush on Blessing too. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a really good looking and charming man. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to be really comfortable when we walk out of here. Oh, he's going to love Oh, I'm going to make him uncomfortable. Don't worry about that. Yeah. So that's, you were kind enough to point out the books we're making at Limited Run Games. And mm -hmm. again, please buy them. Go oh God. Um, and, uh, but you have a book in front of you right now. First thing that struck me about this book is yes. very good cover design. I well, really you. like the wonderful, it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like stack it up like this so people can see it. The wonderful M.S. Corley, who did, um, who does uh, the covers for Hugh Howey's books, Hugh Howey, the creator of Silo, which I'm sure you saw on. Apple TV recently uh, designed this for, he actually designed this for me when I was going to self-publish the book. But then when a publisher swooped in and picked it up, they liked the cover so much that they uh, decided to, they, well, we're not going to do our own. We're just going to go with the one you already have because they liked it so much. So it's kind of like a cool, like Neil Stevenson, like a Japanese inspired kind of vibe to it. I like the cover. Is this a novelization of the story so far or is this a continuation of the story you've built? In I kind of did it in a, in a weird way. So I had this idea for this story that I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to write it as a book and I knew I wanted to self-publish it. And I thought, well, these days, my, uh, Leah, my wife reads a lot of audiobooks, like voraciously. And I realized I, through, through that, I learned that it's an interesting statistic, about fully one third of like the book sales publishing market is audio, mm -hmm. right? So if yeah. you're going to have a book these Huge. days, you have to have an audio version. Right. Usually when a publisher publishes it for you, then you know they'll take care of all of that. They'll right. get the audio version recorded. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> in in, in self-publishing, I was like, well, shit, I kind of have to do the audio version as well. Like that would be interesting. This was during the pandemic. I thought, you know, maybe I can get some actor friends to come in and do it for me. It's audio. How hard can it be? Turns out, like anything, doing audio well is actually really fucking hard. Right. But with the help of uh, my good friend Adam Nickerson and the wonderful voice talents of Shannon Woodward and Troy Baker and, an, and the incredible music of Austin Wintry, who went way out of his way and recorded a full symphonic orchestral soundtrack for this, oh, wow. for this book. Okay. Uh, what we did was, during the pandemic, uh, Shannon and, and, and Troy recorded the whole thing, nine hours of audio. Basically, they just read the book which was already written. Yeah. Um, and we chopped, and, and then Adam did all the behind the scenes production uh, and, and Austin wrote this amazing soundtrack and we chopped it up into nine hour long episodes and we released it as a podcast. So if you're interested in the audio book, people have said, like, oh, is there going to be an audio book? I'm like, there already is one. Just like search for Gundog in any podcast it. service you might have. And it's right there. And in fact, it was a huge hit. It was like number, it was in the top three, uh, podcast charts, yeah. um, like in 20, 30 countries around the world. It exploded. And we were beating some of the, like, some of the biggest podcasts out there. You were out there so with we, Car we, Talk. We, we did it. Yeah, you were fighting the ghosts of the dead on Car Talk and doing pretty good, right? We were fighting um, uh, Welcome to Night Vale and nice. All Gods of Appalachia. That's some right of the big, like, they're, right. they're like the Star Wars and Marvel of podcasts. Anyway, that was last year. Now the book is finally out. Uh, and if you like mechs, 
if you like alien invasions, if you like big giant robots and shit like that, uh, this book, it's just, you know, it's a short read. It's, it's, it's not a particularly long book. Uh, it's lots of action. Um, and it's really, really fun. So Gundog is going to be uh, this, this limited edition hardback. There'll be a paperback later, uh, but the hardback edition is going to be in stores uh, September 12th. Okay. But you can pre-order it now. And if you're at all interested in supporting me or the book, pre-orders really help. Okay. Um, and so you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to Target, you can go to Walmart. They all have it for pre-order online right now. Or you can go to your local independent bookstore. You can get it on iBooks. You can get it on Kindle. All it's over the place. everywhere. You'll be impossible to, to avoid. So that's, that's my plug. Impossible to that's avoid. That's my plug. That is a good plug. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know it, this is the Kind of Funny Home Shopping Network with Jared and Gary selling their stuff to you. That's right. That's what we've been up to so far today. Once again... SG-1000 Works, going on sale August 31st. I got a copy of LimitedRunGames.com. So oh, good. you got one in the mail on the way. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. learn about the uh, history and I, and of get, Sega and this, before and Sega. And this copy is for you to take home at the end of the day as well. So okay, we're, 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 we're swapping. Okay, we can, we can swap here. You want to just do it? Let's just do it. Well, I'll, I'll put your one up. Okay. You, you stand your one up, and I'll stand right. my one up, and then we'll just okay. shamelessly plug. Shamelessly plug the whole time. There we go. Okay. Excellent. Look at All right, that. let's plug away. What's not to like? So we could... We could do housekeeping, but I think there's another really important thing we should talk about instead. Yes. Because, I mean, the audience loves when we go off track, right? Uh, they love that? that. So, watching I mean, the this, chat. so this is the thing, right? When you and I hosted Kind of Funny Games Daily in the Before Times at the old studio, we earned a reputation, rightly or wrongly, for not doing a very good job of actually presenting the news of the day and instead going off the rails on, on very kind of weird tangents. It had nothing to do with anything, but people seem to like that. I think that's accurate and correct. Yeah. And I so believe that you're wrong that came from that. Okay, okay, Gary, what is your wrong? What's from what it is? Space Rocks came out of it. Space Rocks came out of it. Your wrong came out of it. Uh, so did, um, oh, goodness. We had a, a printer talk. We argued about printers. We had a printer talk one day. Let's see where, like, well, so let's see where it takes us today. All right. Well, today, uh, first off, you're here for the review of Reb and Imran's wedding. I know yes. that that's what you really want to see and hear today. So we've been talking about it a lot. And I, I think that there's, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. First off, it's hard to believe that it's only been a day since Reb and Imran's wedding. Yeah, I mean, it's, wedding, it's, it's wedding plus two. Right? Wedding Because they plus, got married yeah. on the Saturday. Right. They, and the now first here we are. full day as a married couple and we're yesterday. Now and now we're into on the that, second day. Yeah, wow. We're right into that second Dawn day. Dawn on the second day. day. So I really overall liked Reb and Imran's wedding, but I do have some criticisms. Uh, I think first, okay. I need to levy a criticism at the officiant. Um, I, I worried about that as soon as as soon as I heard who was doing it. Yeah, because I, I came out and I, you know, for a second he caught me off guard. I thought he was going to go with something like something original because he comes in. It's Greg and he's just like, you know, dearly beloved. And then he stops and like, what's up, everybody? And right. He went, he went full Greg. Yeah. Now, Greg, we all know. He's good at what's up, everybody. He's very he's good, good at, at that bit. But, you know, when like. Bat, uh, Batman begins when he's fighting Rajal Ghul on the train at the end, and Lee Neeson's like, "Don't you have anything new?" Right, you know, right, and like, and 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 Batman's like, "How about this?" You know, it's awesome. Right, Greg doesn't have anything new. It's been a while. Greg made a baby a couple of years ago, but even that he needed like significant help with, like like. 
Jen definitely yeah, did like, the as heavy someone lifting. who's done it twice, she did I the can heavy assure lifting. you that in that, in, in, when you have a baby, the man is not doing most of the heavy lifting. And I really think, I feel like he, they went back to the well, the developers of this wedding went back to the well and kind of just did what felt safe and it really didn't pay off. Reb and Imran were so innovative. I just felt like Greg's character didn't make a lot of sense compared to so many other things that were happening there. We had we had Imran kind of kind of just laid back and, and the groomsmen that were, they, they almost had a, I don't know, just, it was kind of a funky vibe, but help me out here, Gary. I don't know, I, th I thought you were gonna just like criticize Greg in like a fun teasing way, but I feel like you're really kind of going going in hard on him here. Oh, right, here? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a critic's job to be honest. I, I guess mean, that's true. You don't wanna let personal relationships get in the way of like your, your, your critical objectivity. No, certainly not. I mean, All you right. don't wanna walk into a friend's show, put your merchandise on their desk, like with your friend then, and then- the worry, the worry that you have, especially at an event like a wedding, is if you ask Greg to be a part of it, Yeah. It, you know, oh, let me just open something. I don't want that to drop over. Um, you worry that, like, is it going to turn into the Greg Miller show? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about him. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. And when you are, when you're going to a wedding, like, you never, you, you're not supposed to do that, right? Like, the bride and groom, it's their day. You don't want to out. That's why I didn't wear my, frankly, fucking awesome Wrath of Khan shirt that I wanted to wear. But everyone was like, well, my wife was like, don't. Everyone's going to be looking at you and they should be looking at Reb. Um, and so, you know, I, I discussed it with Reb and Reb actually said, like, you can wear it if you want. Um, but I, in the end, I didn't. I wore something more understated as we, as we saw there. But you were Greg looking shows good. up with the flowery jacket and the whole thing. Yeah. And then he gives an intro, which is like 90% about Greg. You know? Yeah. He can't help himself. It's, I, it's it's all, just, it's, I, I, I feel like they could have done better. I did, I think, you know, no one ever asks me to, don't you think I would be a good officiant? I could do it. I believe you could no do it. No one's ever asked me to marry them. Really? Yeah. Oh. If there are any kind of funny best friends out there who would like me to marry them, I would totally do it. They ask me to do it every now and then. Do they? Uh, yeah. And oh, now yeah. I feel even worse. Well, I used to be a minister, so I kind of have That's a... true. You were actually like a priest, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that one... Yeah. yeah. But I can go on the internet in five minutes and do that. You can so. do that, totally. Oh yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, you can learn everything a priest knows in five minutes. I did actually, I did actually have a queer couple once asked me if I would marry them. But okay. then, but then, and I got all excited about it, but then they made, but then they just said, oh, we've made other plans now. Oh. I know. You got, you, you got, you got left behind. I got left behind. Okay, but, so no, that's, that's, that's a serious offer. I'll do it as long as I, as long as I don't have to travel anywhere. Another uh, criticism I had of the wedding. Yes. Is that oh, I feel you, like you've got like a list. The sound development really yeah. needed a lot of work. Okay. okay. I, I feel like the sound department really let them down. That microphone was not working so well. And they were saying all these passionate, lovely things back and forth. Reb, Reb, Reb and Imran's vows, I thought, were quite beautiful. They were extremely beautiful. And they were let down by the audio engineering department. I know. Yeah. The microphone kept cutting in and out, I know. right? It's like, it's like, There's always something like that on a like wedding day. It's like so many games. If you cut in the sound, if you skimp on that one thing, it just takes away. It's like Star Wars. Was that the John Williams? I have a, um, I have a criticism regarding the online multiplayer features okay, please of the wedding. Me. Yeah. So in a very neat touch and in a very... Um, uh, Reb and Imran, you know, it's very on brand for them. Rather than having a first dance after the wedding, they decided they were going to have a first Pokemon battle, which sounded great. And they had, a, they had a Nintendo Switch there with a big TV up and everyone could watch it, but they weren't able to get the battle going because I guess, Poke, I guess the Pokemon requires you to be online even for like a local battle, which is ridiculous. Well, they needed to be connected online for it to work. And I was like, are they using, because it was like an outdoor public event space that they had rented. And I'm like, what, are they using like the fucking, 
Wi-Fi, like the, the Wi-Fi. I think they were using the local Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is not going to work. Like, I just have the bad feeling this is not going to work. And like for 10 minutes, it was like connecting, disconnecting. And at the end, they had, they, had to, they had to bail out. They couldn't do Pokemon. Fortunately, they brought up Super Smash Bros. Tim Geddes came up and did an amazing job as MC. Okay, yeah. Let's what talk, an MC let's, Tim let's Geddes talk is. We, we've been really, so far, we've been, you know, we've been hitting the negatives. We've talked about the sound yeah, design. Yeah, let's get positive. I, I feel like all, all of Greg's negatives were outweighed by Greg, Tim's, Tim's positives. positives. Tim yeah. is amazing. Oh, incredible. I complimented him afterwards. Uh, that guy is, I mean, he's just, just a nat, absolute natural. Yeah. Absolute natural. Yeah. It's, it's good. Something else I loved was the in-game currency system. Like oh, that was yeah. a really cool. Instead yeah. of just having like a big spread, we're surrounded by food trucks and they give you in-game currency. Yeah. These little tickets. And then you could go to the food trucks and get whatever you wanted. And so it really made you feel like Some you great had, food trucks too. You had a lot of like franchise over the adventure. Like right. you, you had you had a whole lot of choices you could make. And the choices felt like they mattered. Yeah. Like yeah. what the you in, ate the, really the in-game economy was really well designed. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like, yeah, the food options. Were, were excellent. The, like the vendors in the in, were, were very good. Yeah, the writing in this game, like this wedding, was just well written. Yeah, well written, like, well designed. Vows. Um, uh, the vows were so tender and sincere. Very easy to fast travel from one truck to the next. Honestly, I, truck to the next. I felt like I was at a real wedding. Like yeah, I mean, was, it was completely the immersion. Yeah. I was I, I I was completely like there. But it was also very breezy and and I good I think vibes. I think ultimately I feel like. I feel like this wedding is the beginning of a marriage that people are going to be talking about for years to come. Like, I, mean, I really do think there was something special started here. I like um, series uh, that, that I really can't wait to see like more of. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to say, I hope there's a sequel. I don't want that. I mean, that yeah. had a weird, weird connotation, but well, I, think it's I imagine there'll be a lot, game, there'll be a it? lot of DLC. It's, it's a live service. Game. I think it's a, yeah, it's a live service game. There's going to be a lot of DLC. Hopefully they'll avoid any kind of microtransactions. Just to talk about the visuals briefly, did you see, I mean, there's no way you didn't. Did you see Belinda Garcia and Yusuf Magid at this wedding? Oh, of course, yeah. Holy they, shit. Yeah, I know. They, the they, two most stylish motherfuckers I have the privilege to know. They were so stylish that people that worked at the event space were stopping them to compliment them on, on, on they how looked fucking like, baller they They looked, looked like a pair of Shani brand nail polish nails. Like, they oh. were incredible. Like, just this fuchsia like the incredible orange incredible pink going on and I, it doesn't hurt that again those are two of the best looking people i know just on their own so before we know. finish though i have to come back to the the, the overall star of the show the yeah. protagonist because if the central protagonist is not a character yeah that you can root for and and you know and want to succeed and yeah. relate to then the, the, then you have nothing right but i want to talk i want to talk about rebecca valentine or now rebecca ah. khan for a moment from the moment I met Rebecca, she's one of the, been one of my favorite people in the world. She is just the most delightful, fun. I call her Red Bull for a reason. One of the, she's got so much energy. Go watch her appearance on Animal Talking where she just blew everyone else off the, the show. She's so funny and she's so cool. The, the dress that she wore, she, it, was like, it, was, it was like a flowery dress with like a floral crown. She looked like an elf. Oh, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like I was watching a, a wedding in Rivendell. Oh yeah. And then, the, and then what really set it off was you notice that under under the dress she was wearing the, the, these Converse that also had like a matching floral design. Like yep, the whole thing was just. I'm not an aesthete. I don't really know style or fashion, but I know what I like when I see it. And um, Reb just absolutely killed it. Rebecca is the kind of person that makes me feel better about myself knowing she likes me. 
Oh, like, yeah. If Rev doesn't like, like you, you I need to like, take a fucking yeah, hard like, look I'm in the mirror. like, wow, there's something like, there's something good in me, I guess, if Rev likes she me. Can, because she Reb can so, sense it. He's an incredible person. It. And Imran's okay, too. Um, yeah, I, I can take him or leave him. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Well, that's, uh, are we going to give us a score? Or, what's or are the, we, what's the, what are we working on? What's the kind of, how does the kind of funny review score scale work? Uh, I don't know. We got uh, Snowbike Mike over there in the can chair. I just say, well, this, I, is, I, this is such a special event. Snowbike Mike is posted up over here in a, in a camp, camping chair, just sitting here watching this live. He's, he, 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 had to, he had to watch it. He did, Mike, not even on the monitor. Like, how, how, bad, how bad are we fucking up, Mike? All keep, right, keep Barrett, keeping... what, Barrett, what's the scale, man? Uh, so the scale is, hold on really quick to show Mike in the back here. Is it five stars? Yeah, is so it 10 out of 10? What is it? So it's one through five. <laughs> one Mark being on the camera. He really is over there. Yeah. 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 Uh, one is terrible. Two is bad. Three is okay. Four is great. And five is amazing. Why, why do you need that? Why do I need to be told that five is better than four? And four <laughs> is better than three? Never, I've fucking never understood that. Oh, God. I can, like being I like can fucking count to five. Well, like, it, it's not, it's more of just like the wording that but we I'm have. Looking, oh, oh you gave this game are, five stars. Is that good or bad? Is, would it be better if it had one star? It's not fucking gold. I don't know. Fucking Every, talk to Greg and Tim. They made Every, it up. So many magazines right. do this. Like, oh, here's our 10 out of 10 rating system. 10. Oh, this, is the, this means this game is the best. No okay. fucking shit. Oh, I'm going to say that if it hadn't been for the mic screwing up and for Greg fucking things up, I think this would have been a so, problem. Sorry, I, I, Barrett, just to clarify, because I'm not sure I got it all that. One is the worst. Yes. Two is slightly better than one. Yes. Three is better than two. Yeah. Four is even better than three, yeah. and five is the best. You would think so. Okay, all right. So on, on that system, what would you get? What, how would you rate the wedding? I'm going to say a four because uh, even Tim couldn't quite lift the Greg letdown out of it. And again, I uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, not sure about that online Wi-Fi. I'm going to give it a five. Oh, look! Because I feel because I feel that even with all the the, the 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 Greg bringing it down the way that he did. It's, it, at the end of the day, Reb just elevates it to, you know, I mean, there, there could have been a terrorist attack at that wedding, and I still would have given it five out of five because any, anything that Rebecca Valentine, Rebecca Khan is involved in, it, it's, it, it automatically gets top marks, no matter what oh, the downside okay, is. Okay, what's, what's going on here? What's, For what's, fuck's sake. Didn't what's I tell bullshit? you this would happen? Yeah, it's even, it's what even story quicker. are we on? It's 1030, Jerry. I said he We're won't be able to stay away. What story are we on? Look, okay. It is 10 fucking 30. Look, there's five here. I you fucking told you one of not these be is able real news. You, this is your, this, one of these. Greg, one this of is these your is real studio. Story. You're here every fucking day. Can we not just have one hour to ourselves that you don't make about you? Be done. The rest well, of this is padding. This is just padding. The Charles Martin thing well, is real. The rest. Fair is, play to yeah. Greg. He has totally now debunked the idea that it always has to be about Greg. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, never about Greg at all. I'm telling you, four. That's it's all Greg's fault. Greg ruins everything. Should we Should we do the news? I think we should. Let's all do right. some housekeeping. Tomorrow's Gamescom opening night live. The kind of Freddy crew will be live, reacting and doing KFGD right after the show. Right, around 10 a lot of people that were at the wedding on Saturday yeah. went straight to Gamescom right after. They did. Yeah. People were hopping on planes from yeah, the wedding. Right. It was great. Right. Be around at 10 a.m. to hang out, leading to the show at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, we also want to thank our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twinning, and Logan Delaney. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. Why Though, do you have three cans of LaCroix?
What's that? Why do you have three cans of LaCroix? Well, uh, because at the end, I can play like that hide the ball game. I was going to say, you can do like a shell game? Yeah, exactly. I can play a shell game here. No, I just, uh, I get thirsty. So I like to have plenty of uh, plenty of cold beverages available. Okay. Especially right. when they're free. You know, I just, uh, I lo- do you, are you not, uh, what are you having over there? I've got the juvie here. Shout out to Grape Nuts and 1000 Thieves for uh, hooking me up with the, with the free energy drink. Okay. Bringing a much needed new entrant uh, to the... Uh, to the woefully scarce energy drink. That's the problem that I have. Is like they, they obviously looked at the energy drink market and said, there just aren't enough energy drinks out there. Oh, no, like there's the, not there's nearly enough. There's clearly room for one more in that yeah. sector, so let's get it in there. I, you know, in the energy drink market, what one could use is low-carb energy drinks, which don't seem to really exist. I bought one the other day, and then I found out after the fact that it was the Logan Paul energy drink, and I felt really bad about it. Like, Fuck. Oh, that... I just gave that motherfucker some money. You gave him money? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the good place. You There's know, a PewDiePie just, uh, energy drink. Is there? Apparently, if you are a successful enough like streamer and also an awful enough human being, you can get your own energy drink. Oh, yeah. I've got the awful human being part sorted out. I just need to get big. Can we make an there. energy drink? We made a, you made a board oh, game. We should make an energy drink. What would, what would what? Gary Weta taste like? Fuck me. Um, that's a good question. Let me think. I, I, I feel like there could be something there. I think what we could just do is like buy a bunch of other energy drinks, pour them into our cans, and sell them because they all taste the fucking same. I could be drinking Red Bull right now; I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's all the same shit. Yeah, it's it's just marketing. It's a hundred percent marketing. <laughs> That's all it is. All the same shit. Oh man. Yeah, energy drink. Okay, that's the that's the project for 2024. The Jared energy and drink. the Jared and Gary energy drink. So many botanicals. Oh, I'm just I'm just yeah. wrapping my head around the possibility. Can we put cocaine in it? I think they frown on that now. But you can put um, taurine, which they extract from the testicles of bulls. Okay, is taurine actually from bull testicles? Yeah, that's that why it's real? called Red Bull. Right, I, and that's I, why it's called taurine. You know, Taurus the bull. Right. I just always thought that was marketing speak. No, like, that's like legit. Black processing. That's legit. Really. Yeah, but it's really just caffeine. They just they just put like 300, yeah. 400 milligrams. I'll tell you, of caffeine I, I can't there. drink even Diet Red Bull because it's still full of carbs. So, you know, we should probably, since we were invited to be here, we should lead at least at least one of these stories because one of these is real news. No, absolutely, okay? yeah. One of these is real news. So, for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Well, we have. I've missed this. I've missed doing KFG. I've missed this too. They should have us do it. They don't have me on anymore. Really? After they got into the new studio, they said, well, now that we're in the studio, we won't need you to come in every week. But like, you can come in and like fill in gaps whenever we need someone. Do you, know, do you know how many times that's happened? How many? Fucking zero. What the hell? This is my first time doing KFGD in the studio. Since you've been here? Yeah. You've been cast into the outer darkness? Very well, much. You, come, you come when you can for X-Cast. It's, like, it's not like you're never here. I like doing X-Cast, but I, I like doing KFGD even I get more. It. You, get you get bored to talk of about Mike, an even fine. wider gamut of gaming news. And by the way, I've kept a list of all the guest hosts that you've had come in. Every single time that they've had someone coming, other, other like, should we call Gary? Now let's call someone else. Gary Witta spills the tea. That's right. Oh man, uh, this is a, what I, 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 I don't care. Oh, oh yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't, doesn't bother me. Doesn't he? Didn't, nope. Well, that's that was very Walter of you. Very Walter. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> Absolutely lovely man. John Milius in a comedy bowling movie, just such a wonderful thing. Totally loved it. I'm listening to you. 
Number one, Charles Martinet will no longer be the voice of Mario. This is from Michael McMurton at Polygon. Actor Charles Martinet, best known as the voice of Mario, Luigi, and Wario in Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers games for three decades, will no longer voice those characters, Nintendo announced Monday. Martinet will segue into the role of Mario Ambassador, in which he will continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario, the company said in a statement posted on the social platform. And Nintendo even did like one of the big block of text things for it. You know, that's yeah. a big deal. When yeah, one of your big block of text, that's a huge deal. I've never been a big block of text. So Super Nintendo. Mario 64 was the first game that he voiced. Super Mario 64. One, one, of, the, one of the most pivotal, yeah. Let's go. One, of the, most, one of the most pivotal video games of all time. It has been an honor working with Charles for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate Nintendo added, saying it would post a video message featuring Martinet and Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto, quote, at a future date. Martinet confirmed the news on X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, writing, my new adventure begins, you are all number one in my heart. Nintendo fans first noticed a change to the voices of Mario and Wario in recent trailers for Super Mario Brothers Wonder and WarioWare Move It. Two new games coming to Nintendo Switch this fall. After weeks of silence and speculation from fans, Nintendo finally confirmed. I wonder why he decided to uh, step back. I wonder too. I, uh, this is one of those cases where I feel almost irresponsible speculating um, in that there's been no outside news of this outside of a little bit of rumor uh, for a while that he might be out and nobody said why. The fact that he's staying with the company seems to indicate that this might be something that he just wanted to move on so is from. Is Super Mario Wonder going to be the last game that features his voice? I don't think Wonder even is him. No? Yeah, based on what I was reading there, yeah. Uh, recent trailers for Super Mario Wonder appeared to indicate a different voice. Huh. So maybe it's very much a passing of the torch thing. Maybe he got promoted. I mean, this, I mean, this really does kind of feel like... Um, why am I blanking on the name? Who was the voice? The voice of Bugs Bunny for the like Mel Blank. Mel Blank. Yeah, I, I blanked on Mel Blank. Um, this <laughs> this does kind of feel like the video game version of Mel Blank. Well, yeah, this Twitter, is our, right. This, I mean, because you can tell like the voice of Bugs has never sounded the same. Quite the same, right? Like they can get close, but it ain't the same. They've you done know. some good work with Mickey, but it's still you 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 do miss people. Kermit the Frog without Jim Henson doesn't not sound quite the right. It's not yeah, the same. It, it, you miss a lot of those and. Um, and yet, at the same time, people's voices do change in their lifetimes. And, you know, maybe... There could be any number of reasons. Maybe Charles um, Martin was tired of standing in his closet with blankets over him, talking into a mic, which is how you record, you know, voiceover, too. I don't want to I, I speculate. What I would rather do instead yeah. is say that I do hope that Charles will continue to do convention appearances and things like that, as, as he does, or as he, as he has been doing for many years. Because one of my favorite... Um, memories of the last few years was I was with my 11 year old daughter at uh, a comic convention uh, last year and they gave me gave me my own little table and across from me was like Celebrity Alley you know Celebrity Row where all the famous people are yeah and Charles Martinet was literally right across from me and so I thought well this is a good opportunity like yeah I, I'm his neighbor I can go over and say hello so I went over and introduced myself and he is just the nicest sweetest guy I don't know if you've ever met Charles, but he's the nicest, sweetest, most Aww. genuine guy you could ever hire. And I said, like, my daughter's a big fan of Mario. Would it be okay if she came over yeah. and said hello? And, he and she came over and like, he, he made such a fuss of her. He went, into, he, did the, he went into the Mario voice and he called her princess. And, and, and we took pictures with him and he signed a special poster that I put in a frame. 
and she just like walked away like like here's the thing i don't know if you if whenever you see it's it's weird when you see it on tv like on a screen but like when you see it live it's even more weird when a really famous voice yeah. comes out of a comes out of the actual person that does it. Yeah. Like when you hear like Dan Castellaneta do Homer Simpson, it's like, oh shit, that's Homer Simpson's voice. Right. It's coming out of a real person because you don't you usually associate it with a real person because you right. just see the animated yeah, you see character. The animated character yeah. When Charles Martinet does, you know, let's go or whatever, you go, oh fuck, like that's not even close. That's not just a good impersonation. That's the fucking voice, and it, it literally gives you a chill. And everyone who's ever met Charles has said like, oh my God, because I posted a thing on Twitter saying he was the nicest guy. Yeah. And I got you know, a lot of people in games follow me and they all came, oh God, yeah, just absolute best. Like That's not a great. single person had a bad word to say about him. Just well, I mean, the nicest guy, Charles Martinet will live on in the video game hall of fame for all time. Whatever he's doing next, I wish him nothing but the best. I love positive Gary. I love happy celebration I am, of look, Gary. I can be very positive. I'm positive. You, you often are. Yeah. I know. I love it when you're that way. Yeah. I like seeing that. I'm tickled. I, I think it was Chris Schneider told me he was at E3 one year and he got in an elevator with Charles Martinet and the door closed and Charles Martinet just went, let's go. Like as oh. they started in and down just and a bunch just of people all laughing. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, just silly just stuff. Brilliant. I think, I think he really like a lot of people, I think over the years get sick of being associated with a certain thing. Like everyone, Oh, do the voice, do the voice or whatever. I never got that sense from Charles. I always felt like he just got nothing like he's because he sees the like what an amazing gift to have like a child comes up to you who loves mario and you, and you say let's go all right and, and like you see the kid's face light up like when i was working at lucasfilm it, i kind of felt the same way like we had kids would go through on like school tours and stuff because it, you know it's where they yeah. make star wars and sometimes we would bring okay let me just tell you this story right oh now. i'm listening i love this so when i was working at lucasfilm on rogue one like the lucasfilm office is just you know they down where we were it just looks like dunder mifflin it just looks like an office but when okay. you go up to like the gra the ground floor where they have all the uh you know the statues and you know darth vader in the in the lobby and everything and the yoda fountain out front is kind of big oh, yeah. like a tourist attraction people got to have their picture taken with the yoda sure, you love it and there was a school group we were actually doing this will this will place it for you if you remember we were doing the ice bucket challenge remember the I ice remember bucket, the bucket challenge? challenge yeah um, that was the one where you didn't eat poison Right. That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Gareth and I wanted to do the ice bucket challenge. Why don't we go out to the Yoda fountain and do it? Oh, that's fine. And so we got, I got a bucket of water out of the, the fountain and we were recording it. And as we were about to record it, uh, oh, the, the joke was, so there's, there's a real R2-D2 there at Lucasfilm, right? And there's someone there that controls him. And moves and, him around. Yeah, yeah. And, but she's got very good at it. She keeps the remote control behind her back like this. And oh. She can do it behind her back. Uh, so, like for kids, like there's, it's completely like you think that's the real R2D2. That's the real R2. And again, when you're, when you're like eight years old, that's the real R2D2. Yeah. That's the of magic course. of it. And one of the things that I was like, even on days at Lucasfilm, where I was like, oh, I'm so tired today. Like you go upstairs and um, you see the look on kids' faces when they go through and they go, oh shit. Like I've said before, what, what we do for a living is the closest thing in the world to actual magic. Oh, no, like, Gary, when, I've been to that place, and I thought I was going to die. Oh, like my God, when you see the look, like, so this, yeah. this, is, this was that moment for me. Yeah. I was actually having, like, a hard week that week for some reason. I can't remember what it was. Um, but we were doing the Ice Bucket Challenge, and it was like Italian school children that were on a, on a trip, and one of them had this little plushy R2-D2. And I said to the teacher, I said, look, I don't know for sure if this is happening, but I think the real R2-D2 is going to come out here because we were doing it for the Ice Bucket Challenge. And they said, oh, well, we'll stay around. We'll wait for it. I said, oh, God, I hope, I hope he is actually coming out. And then Lynn, who controls it, she brought him out. Oh. And again, like, you don't know he's being controlled, right, because she's doing it behind her back. And again, especially not if you're eight. 
right? If you're right, you're not looking for like, where are the wires or like trying to get caught out. Like that's the real Santa Claus. That's the real. Yeah, that's real, exactly. And he came out and these, the, I saw the look on these kids faces when he, when he like rolled up to them and started like bleeping and blooping. And you, and these kids face, it was just pure magic. They were like, and I remember thinking, this this is why we do it. Like, this is why you get up in the morning, is that the look on these kids' faces. R2-D2 is a top five robot. Oh, my God. Like, just, he's, he's, a, he's a superb robot. He, yeah. He's so he's fun. Wonderful. He's so fun and has so much personality, despite not being able to speak. And so, Do you have a favorite robot? In Star Wars? No, just in the world. Like, Maximilian from the Black Hole is my favorite robot. That thing scares me. Overall, it would probably, probably be um, uh, Marvin. Marvin the... Oh, wait, from... From Hitchhikers. Oh, Marvin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. In Star Wars, it's Chopper. And Chopper? Oh, yeah. Chopper's a great... One of, one, yeah. one of the greatest shows of my life was getting to write dialogue for Chopper. For Chopper. Oh. And the funny thing is, like, even though in the show, even the, in the Rebels TV show, all yeah. you hear is... You know, like, you just... That, that, you know, you can't really understand what he's saying. You actually have to write the dialogue. You write what he's when you write the script, you, just, you don't go like Chopper goes... Bah, 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 bah. You actually have to write what he's saying. Because the other a the other characters have to be able to understand, make, they right. have to respond to him. But b like this wasn't revealed until after the show was done. But Dave Filoni did the voice of Chopper, oh, so when he that. goes into the booth and does it, he has to like have lines to turn into the Chopper voice. And so writing writing Chopper's dialogue was just oh my god, it was the best thing. You ready for Ahsoka? Are you 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 into Rebels live action? Um, my dirty little secret is I have not seen any of the Star Wars TV stuff. Not I haven't seen Mandalorian. I haven't seen any of it. What's going on? Oh, now? Okay. Oh, wait. Greg's back over looking Greg, at the no, window he's, again. No, he's actually working. He's not just coming. Oh, oh okay. no. Oh, no. shit. What you, have you, we done? You, I had to, you had to summon him, didn't okay, you? Don't even fucking start with me. All right. all right. If it's happening over there, it's not happening on camera, so it doesn't fucking happen. This isn't a goddamn rinky-dink thing above a comic book shop anymore, Jared. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've grown. You've, you've grown. You've moved beyond a spare bedroom for sometimes five friends. I see how it is. Were you ever in that original it's bedroom? The, the real yeah, small total, one? Oh, total. 15 minutes! Yeah. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're running out. Of time. You know, we should probably we should probably news. read the ad. What's the what? Yeah, okay, read the yeah, ad. read the ad. That's important because we're doing to get paid. Okay, so we're skipping ahead to the ad, uh, Barrett. Got it. All right. Remember that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You know, it says in this paperwork that I'm supposed to ask you uh, about what would happen with mom and pop shops or something. Or you haven't even asked me what I've been playing. You, were gonna, you said you were going to do it at the top of the shop. You know, I was going to ask you what I was. What you're, sorry. I have mishandled this. I'll be. I, I, I confess I my it. failure to you, the audience. Yeah, what are you playing? Playing a lot of Vampire Survivors co-op. <gasps> what a game. What a game. And I never, it never occurred to me, oh, they should add co-op to this. But then once they did, I was like, holy shit. Jared's 2022 the- game of the year. It was, my, it was also my 2022 game of the year. And I was yeah. saying it before, you know, it was, it was fashionable to say it. Well, and then I- it won the BAFTA. Yeah, you, welcome to the club, by the way, from a fellow BAFTA winner. Look at that. You you never do hesitate to find a way to get that in there, do you? Well, I, I felt like that was legitimate. It's always it's not legitimate. like I went too far out of my way. Vampire Survivors is the BAFTA winning game of the year. I, 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 As The Walking Dead was in 2012. Just pointing out, you do bring your BAFTA up a fair bit. Bring when up. I'm asked about it, Greg asked me the famous clip that goes around. That's because Greg asked me about it. If I, if I had a BAFTA, I would work it into every conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, the Vampire Survivors co-op. And um, Star- I'm playing co-op. a lot of Starfield. Who are you playing co-op with? Um, my, well, I played it this uh, last week with the kind of funny guys, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my wife and daughter to play it with me because you, you can have up to four players. Okay, so sell me on the co-op because that I haven't played yet. It's, it, what, what is interesting to me is, well, this will be easy, right? With like four players. It's not. It's harder. It's a totally different meta when you play with multiple players. And like, we couldn't even clear, like if I were to play Vampire Survivors right now by myself, this first map here, yeah. I could clear this easily. Right. Yeah, with four players, we, we couldn't clear it. It's wow. a different thing. It's, it, it's really, and I, I could go into more reasons why, um, but you know, I, I, do. I don't want to take the show off the rails. Oh, come on. We're, 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 well, we're the up. biggest thing that when one, when one player dies, yeah. the, 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 the latitude you have to move around the map is then locked to where that player is dead before they can get resurrected so you have much less latitude to move around and avoid things so it's really really it's like when one player dies it's it, it's a it's a problem for everybody and you're like it's it's brilliant and I, I i love it and it made the game it made the 2022 game of the year even better okay well this is uh this is just i'm just watching this and now i just want to play vampire survivors we just stop the show and start playing right now i'd be okay with that you want to bring controllers out mike just uh Oh, we're going to play Vampire Survivors for the rest of the stream? Yeah, I think we should just... So I'm also playing... I want to get into this. I'm also playing Starfield, uh, which obviously I'm not allowed to talk about because of the embargo. But I will say this. I don't know what I'm enjoying more. Playing Starfield or trolling people online about the fact that I'm playing Starfield and then... I'm trying, my, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my TikTok Expound, channel going. Expound, please. Follow me on TikTok, Gary Wooder. I'm going to be doing more stuff on there. I'm, I'm really enjoying TikTok at the moment. And I posted a picture on TikTok of like Starfield installing. I go, oh my God, Starfield, you know, because I wanted to brag about how I had Starfield. 
And there was a bunch of people who apparently don't know who I am going, oh, he's full of shit. He doesn't have start. That's just the pre-install. That's just the pre-install. Other people are posting. I can't post anything from the actual game to prove that I have it. Do they not know? Oh, here's, that you... here's, the, re here's the redacted chat that I saw. I wanted to post some impressions. Did you yeah. see this? Yeah, I have seen I posted that. this chat with me in Paris. We were talking about the game and I redacted. That what I thought That's was a bare, lot of redaction. That, well, it was the bare minimum that I could redact. That was fantastic. Anyway, I posted a couple of things, and there was a people on TikTok going, he doesn't really have it. He's only got 600 followers on TikTok. Why would he have it? Why would he have it? Andy Cortez, to his credit, jumps in and said, you dumb motherfuckers. Do you not know who this is? That's this right. is Gary Weather. No, because they're all dumb TikTok kids, Yeah, because they're, they're fucking Aww. dumb as a rock. Oh, no, These TikTokers, they've got two fucking brain cells to rub together. Going, well, you, you don't have it. You don't have it. And Andy was like, just Google the fucking guy. There's some nice TikTok I was too. I was I was being paid to pl fucking play and review video yeah. games professionally before any of these they, motherfuckers were born. They don't know that you personally delivered Pete Hines' child into this world with your own hands. I mean, they don't know that. It's true, and and pulled him out of a burning vehicle to do yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's how I got the code. Yeah. That's anyway, can't tomorrow. talk about stuff. I'm very excited for the embargo we're, to be up. We're I'm actually jumping. We're jumping here because of this. Because yeah. there's a news story about Starfield. I want to ask you about it. Bethesda's Pete Hines addresses criticism of leaked Starfield start screen. Oh, don't get me started on this. What a, what a load of... This is so fucking stupid. By go Anthony on. Wood at IGN. Well, do you want me to read it or not? I do, because I want to go off. All right, I was hoping so. Bethesda head of publishing Pete Hines has spoken out in response to remarks made by ex-Blizzard developer Mark Kern, who had previously leaked an image of Starfield's start screen and criticized its design as hasty or the work of a team that didn't care. The physiognomy of start screens, Kern said in a Twitter post late last week. The start screen of a game could reveal a lot about how rushed the team was and how much pride they took in their work. Starfield's start screen either shows hasty shipping deadlines by a passionate team overworked or a team that didn't care. Kern went on the note in a subsequent tweet that in his experience, such screens are created at the very end of development and that it's common for start screens to change from their pre-launch state prior to a full release. As it said, a publishing Pete Hines understandably took umbrage and refuted their remarks, replying to the comments on Kerr's post with, or they designed what they wanted, and that's been our menu for years and one of the first things we settled on. Having an opinion is one thing, continued the Bethesda veteran, questioning a developer's care because you would have done it different is highly unprofessional coming from another dev. Well done, Pete Hines. That's New the right response. All right, expound. Expound. Um, I saw this on Twitter. And my first thought was, well, that's fucking stupid. And then I saw who posted it. And I don't know who the guy, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Because I recognized the guy's name. Like, oh, this is a guy that I know has a history of like posting really fucking stupid takes on games. Like just historically bad takes and getting ratios. Is all this day something long. Mark Kern has done before then? Oh, is that the name of the guy? That's the name that was here. So that's, I, all I, I am, know is I I, I've seen this guy's name before when he's gotten dogpiled for saying stupid shit. Um, and like, even before I, I obviously have more of an opinion now having played the game and used the start screen, but even without playing the game, you can just tell the starts, it, the, the, go, just go. And people have been doing this. Go look at like some of the, some of the start screens from your favorite games. They're all like that. Look at the start screen for mass effect. Look at the start screen for red dead Redemption, or whatever, Skyrim, you name it. A start. What, what, what does he fucking want? What does he want the start screen to do? Give him a fucking hand job or something? <laughs> Fireworks going off in the background? 
free hand jobs with all start screens like, here it's, on it's, it's video It's games. a fucking start screen. Simple. That PS5 controller can do things Listen, you never imagined. Listen, the vibe, the, the aesthetic vibe of Starfield is like simplicity, elegance. Yeah. And I can tell you now, when you see it in motion and hear it, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. It's a fucking really good start. It's a, it's a, there should be, like, I don't understand people say, oh, it's a start screen. Like, who cares? Like, no, you should care about everything. You should care about start screens. The one thing he was right about is the start screen is like the, the first impression that a game makes. Yeah. It makes a good first impression. It's simple. It's elegant. And the interesting thing about the guy that posted it, it was like, he didn't back it up. He, he, there wasn't, I was like, okay, what's, what's, what, show me like, where's the takedown of this? Like in the, in the, in the, in the, in the subsequent tweets that explain why this isn't a well-designed start screen. Nothing. He just, he, just, he just kind of dropped it and fucking ran away and then got ratioed, rightly so, because it many, is a fucking stupid argument to make. How it many standout no start screens are there in video gaming? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, start screens that just, like... They're not supposed to stand out. They're, right. su they're supposed to just be functional and, and simple. Mario 3. And evoke the feeling of the game. It does, the Starfield start screen does all of those it things. It evokes it, yeah. Mario 3 has a cute little, like, play going on. That's really sweet. Yeah, and you, can, you can do cute things like that, and but that's fine. But you don't fine. have to. But a start, but a start screen has yeah. no obligation to, like, blow you away. Oh, the continue screen in Ninja Gaiden in the arcade where they're holding the, like, chainsaw to your chest. That's... All the monsters that, are... I, I, I love... Uh, do you remember in Final Fight where, where the continue screen was, like... You're like you're you're, bad, you're trying to blow out the dynamite. Yeah, I try to blow out the, the dynamite. That's great. Yeah, no, that, that's all very good and clever. But when you're talking about start screens, it just need need, it just needs to do the job in you know a clean and simple and elegant way. Yeah, Again, I, especially when the vibe of the game is that. Dude, I agree. I I don't understand this story. I saw it on here, and Blessing put this together, and I was just like. This is fucking weird. I Honestly, the most stupid shit. I think it was. I think it was just engagement bait. Like if I post something really fucking stupid about a game that is like super in the discourse right now, I'll get a lot of engagement. And he did. Gary, that's a game that you're playing. But if I wanted to know about games that I can pick up at the latest mom and pop shops today, now it's been a while. Where would I go? It's been a while. It's been a while. I haven't done this in a long time. Back when I was in favor here, back when you're, I did it every week, and I could, I could do it. Is it like falling out of the court of Charles? Like just you've, you've like fallen out of favor, and you have to wait for a new king to rise? Or? Feels a bit like working for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Expound, please. You know, <laughs> he says lots of nice things about you when you're working for him, but as soon as you're out the door, <laughs> he turns on you and starts slagging you off. <laughs> I think that's what's happening in your mind, Gary. We all love you a lot. You come here every week to do X-Cast. Yeah, but I don't do But I used to be the kind of funny games daily guy. Now you don't now I don't do it anymore. I'm only doing it because Jared's here and Gary and Jared as a combo cannot be denied. It can't. It really can't. It's true. It's like the two different bars in a package of Twix. You need them both or it just feels incomplete. Yeah, I agree. I mean, really, I'm just here to read and facilitate while he does funny shit. He's the good one. I don't think I can remember it. Uh, you know, oh, I do have it here. Do you have it written? Hold it's on. Written, I, I kind of don't want to cheat, but I might have to. I think you might have to. It would be more it's impressive not. if I could do it off the cuff, but I don't think I can do it. That's, you can just make something Is it the up. official? Is it, just help, does it start with the official? The first two words, the official? It, the official. The official list. No, I can't. I don't remember it. See, this is what you get for keeping me on the bench for too long. I don't fucking remember it We can do it a guessing game. Okay, the Which official list of Hold on. you. You is the letter. The official list of... Upcoming. S... 
the, uh, the official list of upcoming software yeah. on each and every platform. Ah! Did I fuck up? You got it. On each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week. Dad. Look at that! Dad. Fucking... You can't, you, can't yeah. keep, you can't keep this much raw talent down. You just can't do it. What is what is with all the steam? Like we oh, give that's you the, steam that's the, that's the Whenever something hype happens, that's the steam. Out goes, today, let's... D Powerball on PC, Six Ages 2, Lights Going Out on PC, Whisker Squadron Survival Early Access on PC. Oh, that, I, I hear that's good. That's like a Star Fox type thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I got, I got the early access because uh, I put it on my wish list. I got the early access uh, notification about it today. It's like, meow, 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 meow. Oh, hello, Greg Miller. How are you? All right. All right. Out today. Two minutes to go. All right. Yeah, two minutes. That's All fine. Right. Great. Have you, have, you con have you considered one of the reasons we're running late is you keep fucking interrupting us <laughs> and keeping us from doing our jobs? I'm also tune in for Gary. Yeah. We haven't done three of the news stories yet either. God right. fucking damn it. We ran the ads. That's all you really like need. We were fucking around. We were actually God doing the. It. We were actually doing the thing when he came in and stopped us. One minute. Jump light Odyssey. Uh, early access on PC. Yeah. New dates, uh, Invincible, The Invincible launches November 6th on Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. Naruto Cross Burudo Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, which is not a real game, launches yeah, that sounds November made up. What's that? That sounds made up. Yeah, it launches November 17th on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. And Dungeons 4 launches November 9th on Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. How can there be a game called Dungeons 4 in 2023? That feels like a game that would have been made by, like, 1986. Right? Yeah, I, I okay, let's see. So we've got that. Uh, deals of the day, Whisker Squadron Survivors, eleven ninety nine on Steam Early Access. I'm, I'm hearing it's good. I'm hearing good things about Whisker Squadron. I'm going to play it later. I got a uh, reader mail question for you here, Gary. Yeah. In this modern gaming culture, it's easy to be constantly looking ahead with constant news and new releases. But let's look back and get emotional for a minute. What's a game that had a profound impact on you emotionally? Something you feel had a lasting impact on you. Why did it leave such an impact? This is a question from Bobby. Uh, the two that immediately came to mind were Journey, which I talk about all the time. Well, it's in my top five favorite games of all time. Um, and probably also I would put in there, um, and you've heard me go on about this at length as well, The Artful Escape. Mm. That's probably my, that Artful Escape is probably my favorite game of the last five years. I was fucking blown away by that game. And I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I absolutely just was in awe of it. Yeah. Loved it. I am, I'm actually really looking forward to playing it again. I want, what I want to do is like get really stoned and play it with headphones on because I, I felt like my first playthrough, I didn't get the full experience. But I want to like turn out the lights, get, eat a couple of magic gummy bears, put on my headphones, <laughs> crank it up, and like do, and do a full playthrough. Is this an incredible? You, did you play it? No. I've you got, you've got it. to Artful play it. Game. You would absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking, sorry, speaking of which... I know Barrett uh, doesn't like it. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I have my other takeaways from it, but you guys were just talking about Whisker Squadron Survivor, correct? Yes. Um, Gary, you're excited for that, and that's another one that you should absolutely maybe pop a half a gummy for and uh, check oh, out. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I was able to play a little bit of it. Um, definitely, if you're into, like, Star Fox... Oh, and my just, God. Like, really just colorful stuff. It's Look at this, look at this. Look oh, at this, look at that. Yeah, yeah pop a gummy and play this. It's got, like, this. an 80s kind of synth wave. Same yes. developers Vibe. as Race the Sun, clearly, which is, like, Clearly, clearly, very Star Fox. 
Yeah. Inspired. Uh, very Star Fox, very Tron, it's very a ro- It's a roguelike, dude. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Yeah. It does, like, I, I've only Look done, like, this. the first level. It does oh my God, take it a little incredible. bit to pick up, but once it picks up, it goes insane. I'm so, really hoping they get yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I'll be happy to play on con- on PC, but I hope they get this on consoles as well, because it looks I, tremendous. I love rail shooters, so this is just, like, perfect for me. Like this. Is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking all over that. I wonder okay. if it runs on Steam Deck. I have I not know. tried, but it does run on my kind of not great gaming laptop, so I imagine it should be fun on Steam. Okay. Well, today I might, I it's 11.99. I might do a stream. It's 11.99 today on Steam. Love it. Yeah, lovely. Excited about that. Uh, emotional games for me. Uh, I've talked about it a lot before. To the Moon, um, which reflects on some events of my own life. How's the start screen closely. on To the Moon? Uh, I don't remember the start screen. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter, does it? And then uh, the other one probably be What Remains of Edith Finch. That's um, a good one. I come from a family where mental illness and suicide are a big thing. Right. And uh, Edith Finch feels like walking through a memory palace of my family. Oh, wow. For me, it's really, really so odd. It affected you? It affected me very deeply, yes. I love that games have the power to do that. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it helped me think in, about In a way that other mediums often don't. Yeah, well, I mean, we're in it, right? It's immersive. It's, I mean, we talk about it, you know, there's been more treatises written on this, but we get in there. We're part of it. It gets into a part of our brain that almost nothing else can. Even, I mean, you write you write books, you write screenplays, and you touch us different ways, but a game, you've done that too, and that gets in a different way. The other two that affected me very emotionally, brilliant, brilliant games, but certainly not by that metric, uh, Inside yeah, and uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Joseph Harris's first game. Oh, there's a thing. I'm not any spoilers. There's, there's, a, there's a thing that yeah. the game does at the end. Yeah. That is one of the most brilliant uh, illustrations of how you can tell a, an emotion, or you can hit an emotional beat simply through the mechanics of the gameplay. Brothers, it's fucking is magical. Easily my favorite of his games. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, my favorite oh. is It Takes Two. No, I, I wasn't a big fan of. But it Brothers would, Brothers would be second. Yeah, Brothers did it for me like it really really actually and she just played brothers for the very first time a couple of months ago i, I met joseph farris a few years ago and i was even before it takes two and i was kind of awe-inspired by him because the like, guys the guy's obviously a genius every single game that he, that guy has made is a banger even um a way out yeah. which is probably the game people oh, I, about. I, I like I, a way out i, I love the way out I, I, what a the, game the end of a way out is just <laughs> well so which dope. one well yeah that's true which yeah one? so good uh, yeah you um yes uh you might have heard of a little game called The Walking Dead Season 1. I've heard I'm familiar many, with it. I've heard many people say that that game is uh, an emotionally evocative game. Some people had big feels about yeah. that series, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that first, uh, that first uh, season was really, really good. Yeah, we did okay. Yeah, somebody got a BAFTA for that, didn't they? Um, it, won, it actually got two. Yeah. It, got, it was Game of the Year and uh, Best Narrative. Well, there we go. Yeah. Hmm. BAFTAs. Back to those again. I love the BAFTAs. What are we going to talk about now? We could cover these other news stories. I mean, time's not an wrong. issue, right? So no, no, we can, just, we, can just, we can just keep going for as long as we want. I think that's kind of where we're at. So what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. We haven't had Is any- there anything left on the, on the docket? Well, yeah, there are like three news stories, but I don't really well, do, care do about another news them. story. See if, really? see if it catches my interest. Yeah. You really want to do these? Kind of, let's see. Oh, we can tell people who the new hosts are. Let's see. New hosts do- of what? Uh, for the rest of the week, we could, oh, okay. do, we could do you're wrong, but I don't care. No, I've always hated you're wrong. Yeah, I hate because I wrong. never am. It's a yeah. waste of time when I'm on. Let's see. Uh, Tuesday, Gamescom opening night live show with everyone. 
Wednesday, Tim and Blessing. Thursday, Blessing Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. Notice who's not there, Gary Weta. So Tim and Blessing on Wednesday and Blessing and Tim on Thursday, is that what you said? Yeah, and then Tim what's, and Bless on Friday. What's the difference? I think that means who's in the hosting chair. Oh, it's like it's like the, the, the home and away team, right? Yeah. After the Poach Show, uh, it's kind of munchies. Apparently, they're going to make uh, Mike eat something terrible again. This is what I want to talk about. Holy shit. I got some problems with this kind of funny content lately. So I am a kind of funny best friend. I'm a fan. I watch. I listen. You're a kind of funny best friend. I am a best friend. But I have been a little frustrated, Gary, in watching Kind of Munchies and the state of the food that they're giving to Mike. What are, what are they giving him? What are they They're doing? giving him, like, they're like, oh, we're going to have Mike try, sh you know, we're going to have Mike try shrimp. But it's no, like, but then you give him like shitty microwave right, shrimp. They give him like shitty microwave shrimp. Like Mike, try fried rice. It's they literally microwave fried rice and give it to him. Like Mike, try this, and it's all this like gross shit that's been laying around. These are some of the most succulent, delicious foods, and they're giving them to him in the worst way possible. They are literally like like pushing Mike into a corner where he's not going to be able to experience the joys of food. And I I feel like that. Yeah, the, they're they're doing it all wrong. They've got space for a grill up here. Right. Bring me on. I will cook the food. I, was while you're say, I don't think they have anyone here who can cook. Is, yeah. Is a problem. I can cook. You can but cook like right? Mike was complaining about that shrimp. We then took him to Benihana. Yeah. Where they actually have good shrimp. And they like they and the fried fried rice. And right. like, it's actually like freshly made right in front yeah. of you. And that he loved. And you could do that's that. what it's supposed to taste. Put a hot plate up here. You know, you can have somebody cooking while you're talking. I could come in and cook. I'm not you bad. Could. I'm, I'm a decent cook. You're a decent cook. Yeah. Come in here and do it. I'm handy. I'm plan. handy about the kitchen. So this kind of munchie show obviously needing a lot of work. Also, I, I'm sorry. I watched this top ten 2D platformers. Oh, I saw the thumbnail. Is, is, is it going to enrage me if I watch that? Oh yeah. Like what? What, yeah. is, what are some of yeah. the bad takes? It's just on like that one? you know what you know what. So there are plenty of perfectly okay platformers in there. Yeah. And a couple of great ones. Are they ranked? They're ranked. Okay. And I know you don't like ranks, so that's. Well, that's no. Right. I mean, I, I usually. I usually don't, but like, I mean, I, I understand why rankings and lists exist. Because think, again, they're engagement bait. Everyone's like, oh, how could you put this above that? Like, I understand why people do it. They've got Donkey Kong Country games and Sonic Mania games among the 10 best platformers of all time. Like, the, Sonic Mania is great. But what do they have as number one? What, what's your problem against Donkey Kong Country games? Are Gary? you fucking kidding me? Can I? Can, Donkey having, Kong Country? Having not seen the list, can the I classics? take, can I take, can yeah, I those take are a guess? Terrible platformers, mediocre at best. Having Let's, not seen the list, can I take a guess? Okay, what's that? Okay. Can I take a guess at what they have at number one? Oh, yes, one? I apologize for interrupting you. Please do. I mean, I don't know what they have there, but I feel like if you were asking me what's the best 2D platformer of all time, I, I feel like the only valid options are either Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World. They went with Mario 3. Okay. Yeah. All right, so no, that, that's, that's legit. That's legit. They're right about some. Mario 3, Celeste, like, there's right. a couple Celeste of, like, a good those, are, yeah. those are really good. Yeah. But it's like, like, it's as if the list were created by children that have never played platformers. Right. Like, that's really I mean, that's I mean, that's that. who these fucking guys are. Yeah, I just, like, yeah, this, we're, well, we're living I don't, in a world. You have no stones to throw here, Jared, when you're talking shit about Donkey Kong Country. And, like, I'm not going to even Donkey do Kong my Country bit has, of Donkey Kong you know 64. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country is a perfectly mediocre series of platformers with great music and neat graphics for the people. I agree. Don the but they're not Tropical well designed. Freeze is one of the best platformers of the last I'm gonna decade. I'm going to say it right now. The Donkey Kong Country games are mid. 
It has minecart levels. Minecart levels! There are, you are 10 minutes over. You are 10 minutes over the show. Why are you talking about Donkey Kong Country right Why now? Why wouldn't we talk about Donkey Kong Country? We could be talking about Donkey Kong 94. That's a good platformer. That could be on the top 10 platformers of all time, this but it's not. This is not the shitless. This is not the shitless. Do the news. Okay. Do the news and end the show! I mean, I, there's not a lot of good news here. Yeah, it was a slow news day, Greg. We, we're trying to, we're fucking helping you out here. Then end yeah. the show! You are supposed to end it 10 minutes ago! Yeah, that's so much fun. How long do you think we can go before he kills us? Let's find out. All right, I do. Uh, I do love watching him. Glad you're he's, he, he's, he's, he's all full. He's full of shit. Look at that one trick pony over what's there. What's he gonna do? Like, what's up, everybody? How much do you weigh? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. Well, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying the two of us could take him fucking easily. He's tall, but I think we outweigh him. Yeah. Yeah. He's easily. I'm a wimp, but I think we could take him. What do we do once we take him? Though? Well, I was gonna say, like, how would like how would you actually go about it? Like, if we if we both had to like t put him down. Oh, what would the strategy be? Oh, the best way to put him down is simple. We don't warn him, and we grab something large and metal and hit him in the head with it a few times before he knows what's going to happen. I for you, I would just you. I think you should just like fucking barrel into him like E Honda, like oh, just yeah? fucking just leap in, like just hit him hard, and then when he's when he's like staggering back dazed, yeah, I'll come in, okay. like probably take him in the back of the knees just to make sure he goes down, right, and then just. Yeah, kind of wail like yeah, just fucking from pummel him. Yeah, I do. I am more of a fan of hitting somebody with something than with my fist because that hurts. I know, but what is there around here though? Well, the mics, mic, mic stand? stands. Yeah. Oh yeah, think about like reverse this. Look at this heavy bottom on this thing. Like yeah. the keep this, moving. You, I mean, you flip it over. Yeah, I mean, you, you could kill someone with that. Fucking do some damage with that. Yeah, you can. That's what we're gonna do. All right. Okay. No, yeah, like I'm just gonna strategy. wield yeah. this like a freaking war club. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Good. All right. So we got a strategy. Okay. Okay. So we got a strategy. We know how we're gonna take him down. All right. Well, that's good. It's gonna gonna come in here with a flamethrower like uh, uh, the end of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I guess. I liked that. If you show a flamethrower in the first. First act, you misused it in the third act kind of movie. That was good. I saw a um, there was a there was a post on Twitter the other day. Someone said like, what 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 would be a good rule, like a good game design rule? Um, and it was like people were contributing. I thought it was I think it was on Threads, and it was an interesting one. And I saw one that I really liked. Um, it said, you should never put a mech in a game unless you can use it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a really good rule. It's a good rule. Like, the, what's more disappointing than like, you got to be like a big fucking Metal Gear or, you know, yeah. Gundam or whatever and go, oh, that was fucking amazing, but like you can't get so, in it. So does this mean the Metal Gear games are bad? I mean, Metal Gear 1. I mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they're bad. It just means it breaks that rule. NES mm -hmm. Metal Gear's bad, yeah, because you see the robot and you can't interact with it. Like, you can't even fight it. Like, you don't even get to be the enemy. So yeah, NES Metal Gear 1 is bad. Um, let's see. There's some, there's some interaction. Chekhov's mech. Chekhov's mech? Yeah. <laughs> if you establish a mech you in must, the game, it must, must be used be before the game well, is you over. Love, yeah. You love going to the depths, right? That's, you know, that's, you gotta love Zelda. It's like, well, look, I'll show you a mech. That was pretty rad. Are you playing Baldur's Gate 3? Not yet. You should. I'm playing Pikmin 4. Um, I fucking hate my character that I created, though. Yeah, I've oh been watching God. you and your, your friends play together. Oh, this little That's gnome that I created, I fucking hate him. I why, wish I could re-roll him. Well, you could. It's just, well, I could, but then I'd have to go back all the way, all the way back to the start. You're playing with Felicia, Well, here's what I'm right? going to Yeah, I'm playing with Felicia and, and um, our friends Adam and Raiko, but I hate this. They, they, that was, I'm going to because I usually just create a very vanilla human-type character. Yeah. No, 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 you should do something different. So I created a gnome, Paladin. And I, 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 the, right, at the time yeah. I was doing the character, by the way, Baldur's Gate 3, I think, has the best character creator of any game. Right. Um, 
And as soon as I created him, I'm like, I hate this little motherfucker. Well, then why are you playing him? Because I can't change him now. Well, you could start over. But we're in a, we're in a campaign, oh, all four together, of us together. Yeah. But, when it comes well, out, I mean... but when it comes out on PlayStation 5, my wife and I are going to play because they have split screen. Right. Split screen. Oh, there he is. Look, Barrett found what? him. Look at that little shit. Oh, look at that. Oh, God, I hate him so much. Look at the way he stands. Like, he's fucking, like, he, he thinks he's all that. So he's a paladin. He's stupid little Napoleon. He looks like a fucking time bandit. So why did you look at him? With with stupid hey, little time bandits are cool, Gary. All right? Time bandits are cool, but he is not. Why'd you go with a paladin? I, I usually go with paladin, paladin in Warcraft. I like paladins. Okay. Holy, holy righteous warrior. By the way, I was offended when I said I was rolling a paladin in Baldur's Gate, and you said, "Oh, Gary, you're like the farthest thing from a paladin." I don't I was, think you was a paladin. Mean? I, I, you're unholy. I don't accept that. Yeah, I, that, that's what I meant. Is you are you are you are oh, unholy. Like, here, here he comes. Look, he's coming again. Look, oh, look, 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 look. Oh, did you bring a mic? This yeah, time? It's, it's been at least five minutes. Greg's got to show up. All right, Greg's ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great games daily. I want to thank Jared and Gary for being here. This is your final chance. Shut it down right now yourself, or I'll shut it down for you. I'm, I'm shut it down do yourselves it. and shake do hands. It. Come on, sure. say goodbye, or I'll I shut it down myself. I don't know do if it. you were aware, but like Jared and I have like coordinated a plan to physically fuck you up. So, yeah. oh, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. All right, grab him. Ready? Just a minor oh. cardio, I'd get away from Jared, and then oh man, I'd love to knock your fucking block off, Gary. Shut it down. I'm done anyway. I'm bored now. Yeah, I'm bored now. He, he's is... taking all the wind out of my sails. I know. I mean, that's what he does, right? He's you want to wrap like... up? Yeah, let's wrap up. Friends, thank you very much for watching this stupidity today. Uh, we're your friends at Kind of Funny. We're glad you're here. I'm Where can Jared people Petty. order this book? That book? They can order that book at limitedrungames.com, and I hope they do. Please do. Please. Please. I like making them, and I need you to buy them. Thank you. This and many other books. And Gundog? Uh, September 12th, you can pre-order now. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, local bookstore, you name it. iBooks, Kindle, everywhere. This book's coming out uh, August 31st, but we got tons of stuff you can buy right now there, and please do. Uh, we're going to shake hands here? Until oh, next time? Do a fist bump. Bonus fist bump. Oh, I'm I, 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 sorry. I, I, Got to explode. Got to explode.